Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, the nonprofit sector. Wait for it, everybody. Connector, the nonprofit sector connector. Coming at you like I do. I, I've been doing this, man, for so many weeks, it's like 130 weeks in a row on a Friday morning where we bring leaders of nonprofit organizations into the spotlight. This show is called Philanthropy and Focus, and I tell you all the time that if it wasn't for the nonprofits and the leaders of nonprofits and the founders of nonprofits, much of the work that our society requires would not get done. Point blank, that's it. It wouldn't get done. I was talking about it just last night, and I'm saying to people, you know, it'd be nice if the government could manage and solve problems for us, but they can't solve the problems all the time. And you know what? They deputize or or really give the access and opportunity to the nonprofit leaders and the nonprofit organizations. So I am the nonprofit sector connector and every Friday what I do is I make my way up the stairs to the attic just below the roof, right? Just below the roof in my attic. And you know, I'll tell you I'm just so amazed and jazzed about what this has become. You know, it, it's a 129 episodes I think we're into right now and it's all about shining a light on nonprofits. It's all about helping nonprofit leaders tell their story and amplify their message. So I'll tell you this, uh, this this year since February, my firm Vanguard Benefits and I have decided to collaborate and each month we'll have a specific episode of the program that will be connected to an awareness month. And June, as you may know, is Men's Health Awareness Month. So tell you a quick story. I was looking for an organization to partner up with to have come on the show. And as I'm doing that, I'm talking to my business partner, Ed Probst, and I'm saying, yeah, you know, this is, it's it's Men's Health Awareness Month. We should talk about, you know, prostate awareness and things like that. You know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. And because of the way the world is, and as a connector and a networker, my business partner, Ed Probst from Vanguard Benefits, met Ed Randall. And I go, he goes, I just met Ed Randall. I was introduced to him. I go, talking baseball. And I was like singing this song. He goes, that's the guy. He goes, I met him. And I said, we should talk to Ed and say, hey, would you mind connecting with us and getting on Philanthropy and Focus this month of June? So what happened was Ed and Ed spoke. And then I texted my buddies over at the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, my buddy, Tom Gretsch. And I said, Gretsch, you know this guy, Ed Randall? He goes, I do know Ed Randall, and I know the organization Fans for the Cure. And he said, I can help hook you up. And, you know, subsequent to that, like within 48 hours, I'm texting with Ed Randall and Ed Probst. I text Ed Probst all the time, but I'm texting with Ed Randall. I go, look, you know what? Um, it'd be great to connect with you. Great to get you on the show. And at the same time, I end up at City Field. Let's go Mets. I end up at City Field for the Queens Chamber trade show. And I met Ed, Ed Randall, by the way, good morning. Hello, Ed. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Tommy. I'm just ranting over here, but I met your colleague, Joe Cosgrove, correct? That's how I said Joe's Joe Cosgrove. Joe Cosgrove is our director of operations for Fans so, for the Cure. So it's like every, it's funny how, you know, when you attract certain things in the universe, you talk about things. This is where I encourage you all. If you want to do the thing, get out there and tell people you want to do the thing. Cause that's what happens. You know, there's gravity to that when you put that out there. So I end up meeting Joe Cosgriff at city field. And at the same time, I'm texting with a rail and long story short, we're here. It, like I, people say to me, Tommy D you couldn't make a long story short if you wanted to. But I'll tell you what I could do. I could make a long story longer. And that's sometimes what I do. But on this program, 
it's really about the guest. It's about what they do. It's about the organization and it's about the impact they're making. So really, without any further shenanigans from me, at least right at this moment, I am going to say hello again to my guest and then I'm going to read a little background on him. Why don't I read some background real quick? Founder and Chief Advocacy Officer for Fans for the Cure, which is a 501c3 charity organization that started in 2003 to promote prostate cancer awareness and focus on the importance of testing in achieving early detection and best outcomes. So a crazy background in, in the media, in broadcasting, in journalism, certainly in the baseball world. I know Sunday mornings, I pop on the fan and I hear you on there. So, and I know when we, I bumped into you at Yankee Stadium the other night, and I know you're doing work with Sirius. So Ed, can you help everybody who might not know who you are? Tell us about you, tell us about your background, and certainly we're going to plug into what the organization's all about, why you founded the organization, the programs, et cetera. So please tell us about you. Take it away, sir. Well, my uh, my career has been uh, to be on the air uh, on radio and television. Um, I've been bringing baseball into uh, people's homes for decades. And uh, currently I'm working at Sirius XM Radio, where I uh, host a baseball nostalgia show heard Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on the MLB Network Radio Channel 89 on Sirius XM. And I co-hosted with the former uh, manager of the uh, Texas Rangers and Boston Red Sox, Kevin Kennedy, uh, for 17 years. Uh, and you referenced this earlier. I uh, was the host of Ed Randall's Talking Baseball on WFAN uh, here in New York. Uh, I also work at the MLB uh, network, uh, the television network, uh, where I do a, a lot of work there producing and researching and such. And, uh, and, but the most important part of my life, my North star is, is the founder of, uh, fans for the cure, uh, as a prostate cancer survivor. Uh, this was the result of my having survived. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that. I, I just think, you know, I talk to a lot of leaders. I talk to a lot of founders of organizations that, and I find out, you know, for me, it's like, wow, when, when somebody either, you know, has their own survival story or, you know, in, on the other side of things, when they've lost someone and they create a foundation and I, we have a, I, I just happened to just be in some meetings earlier this week. We have a family foundation in memory of my cousin, Linda called the Lindy Lou foundation. And all the money we raise through the foundation goes to organizations that, uh, do uh, work with social work or uh, what I say social, um, really connecting relationships um, with uh, with people with intellectual developmental disabilities, as well as we do some work now on the vocational side. But all that money gets flowed into these organizations. And, you know, it, it's just I was on a phone call with my Ellen the other day and, and some folks, Spirit of Huntington Arts Center, doing some work for us on the marketing side. And it was just it, it's I always find people, the ones who are kind of bit by that bug of, I want to change the world. I want to make, take an opportunity in what I, what I've experienced or, or sometimes a loss of a life, what, what they've experienced and create change and make impact. So let's, can we talk a little bit about kind of your own journey, you know, with, because I'm, I'm looking at the stuff you handed me when I saw you at Yankee stadium the other night, one in eight men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. They're an expected, this is the, the cards you handed me the other night. There are expected to be 268,400 new, uh, 490, 268, 490 new cases of prostate cancer in the U.S. this year. 
and tragically 34,500 deaths from this disease. So, you know, that's always a scary word in all of our lives. And I've experienced it with some of my personal relationships. When we hear that word cancer, it scares the heck out of us, right? And I might've said a bad mm-hmm. word, you know, but I'll, I'll keep the bad words for later on. But, you know, it's scary. So can you tell us a little bit about your own journey and and what you learned through this? Uh, I uh, was 47 years old and at the time and went for a routine annual physical. At least I thought it was going to be routine. And the next day, my doctor called me and John had never called me. And he goes, you know, your PSA is really high. Now, at this point in time, I'd been broadcasting for about 20 years or so. And my only definition of PSA, Tommy, was repeat after me, public service announcement. I had no idea this was an indicia for uh, cancer. And he said, you know, uh, maybe the lab screwed up the blood test that you took. Come back. We'll take another blood test, send it to another lab, which was the last thing I wanted to hear because I've always had a deathly fear of needles since the age of five. But I thought under the circumstances, I better go back. And I went back and uh, took uh, another PSA blood test. And the results of the second test were exactly those of the first. Uh, my PSA was skyrocketing. And it wasn't as if the year before John had said to me, you know, we need to keep an eye on this. This was nothing. This was one of those car commercials of zero to 60 in four seconds. And so it was shocking. And when you hear the word cancer, you hear nothing else. And uh, through God's grace, I got, being a baseball guy, using baseball allegory, uh, I got a second and bad at life. And when I went into my two favorite words in the English language, in remission, I came to the realization, you know what? When I was diagnosed, I felt fine. Because prostate cancer in its earliest stages has no symptoms. I said, you know what? There could be tens, hundreds, thousands, millions of guys out there like me walking around feeling fine, thinking they were fine when, in fact, they were time bombs. We got to get to these guys and tell them that there's a 99% cure rate of prostate cancer is detected early. And the way to detect it is with a simple blood test. So I founded the uh, charity now called Fans for the Cure at fansforthecure.org, dedicated to helping men recognize the risks of prostate cancer, and the immense life-saving, potentially life-saving value of early detection uh, to both extending their lives and saving their lives. So I don't, I know you're, you know, you're never supposed to ask a woman her age, and there's no women on this meeting right now that you and I are having, but I think it's sometimes all right if you ask a man his age. But so I, this is a, when you say 47 years old, I mean, I'm 45. So this is something we really, as young, younger, youngish men need to be aware of. But I mean, you've gone on to, to live many, many years past your diagnosis. I don't want to put you on the spot, but you're not 48. No, I'm not. But also there's this, uh, when I, when I was diagnosed at 47, that was really uh, on the younger side of diagnoses, because many of the diagnoses are from men in their 50s and in their 60s. Right. So the fact that I was diagnosed at 47 really was a wake-up call uh, when establishing this charity going, wow, 47, that's really young for prostate cancer. Uh, we need to get to these guys. And so by founding Fans for the Cure, 
that has uh, been a very successful way of getting our message out and telling men that uh, they need to take care of themselves. Because, uh, Tommy, the bottom line here is men don't talk. Yeah. When a woman, God forbid, is diagnosed with breast cancer, she tells everybody. She tells her mother. She tells her sisters. She tells her daughters. She tells her family that they have uh, been diagnosed with cancer. With men, nothing. Yeah. And so we are on the front lines working with men to let them know that we are here for them. We have established a uh, men's support group, which is fantastically successful, which we do on the Miracle of Zoom every other Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time for about an hour. We've got about 250 guys signed up around the country. I love. Uh, we also do we also do a women's support group every other Tuesday night because let's face it, when their partners go through prostate cancer, so do they. Hundred percent. You know, a lot, and a lot of things and a lot of things happen in the marriage or in the partnership uh, because of the diagnosis of prostate cancer. A hundred percent. And so this is we're get we're just scratching the surface, as they say in in this conversation. But I want to leave a couple things. We're going to go to a quick break, but I want to leave a couple things here that I want to come back and talk about. Education, gang, that's what it is. So, you know, it's about education. We know, you know, again, with my partners, I own Vanguard Benefits, which is an employee benefits agency. And, you know, oftentimes we're in educational conversations with our clients as employers, but also with employees. And, you know, as you and I you know, Ed, many men, not only do they not talk about these things, but, you know, we're not as good, I think, as a uh, as the gender, if you will, that to going to doctors. I've said it before. I, if I get, you know, regular stuff. I kind of I kind of like in my mind, walk it off. I get some pain in the ticker, you know, something in my chest. I make sure I get myself to the emergency department because that's the one that's, you know, in my mind, is the scariest thing, right? But when you talk about education, about this type of stuff that people don't even know, there's no symptoms, we must get on there in the front lines. So I will say that that's why we, with our agency, with Vanguard Benefits, have really partnered up each month to bring another thing. So in honor of Men's Health Awareness Month, we're talking to Ed Randall, founder of Fans for the Cure. We're going to go to a quick break. We come back. I want to talk about, you know, what it looks like, the look and feel of the education, the conversations, the Zoom calls that you started to mention. I want to ask you about the support and relationships and how you were able to really, if you were, leverage who you are in and the connections you have, whether it be through the league, through the MLB. I know there's you know, some some things I had read in my notes about relationships in the minor leagues and things like that. So we're going to get right back into it. We're going to take about a 75-second break. We'll be right back. Ed Randall, Tommy D., the show is Philanthropy and Focus. Right back. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Join me in the attic. Join me in my attic. I didn't know I'd be singing today, but I might. I might. I fancy myself a crooner, and I don't have such a great voice as what other people tell me. But you know what? That's their problem, man. That's about them. That's not about me, man. I'm ready to sing. Nonprofits need connections. That's my buddy, Brendan Levy, Uncle Brendan Levy. I call him from the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, my partner in a lot of the work I do in the networking world. And I'm just excited to tell, you know, to tell the story that he and I wrote that song together. And I think I sing it just as good as he does. All right. So we'll leave that right there. Let's get right back into it. Since the organization started, Fans for the Cure has taken part in over 1,200 prostate cancer awareness days and nights at MLB and minor league ballparks. 1,200 of these nights, that's awareness that's education, that's getting people involved, because that's what we need to do to save lives. 99% uh, survival rate, you told me, if caught early enough, Ed, right? So it sounds to me like the move is we got to get people to know what's going on. We got to get them educated. We got to get, you said a simple blood test. I got to be honest, man, I'm going to schedule a blood test. Like, I don't know if I'll do it today, but I will schedule a blood test for next week to get this done personally, because I have that responsibility to my wife and my four children and other people who count on me to be around. So, you know, I want to get out there and be on the front lines with you. So let's talk about that. Talk about the collaboration. Talk about when, when you get out 1200 different events already so far, let's talk about some of that. Well, uh, it was taking my professional life as a uh, sports journalist and and having spent time in the minor leagues myself seven years uh and i said you know what there's 50 million fans that go to minor league ballparks 40 million go to affiliated ballparks teams with affiliations for major league teams another 10 million for independent clubs i like the long island ducks for example and I said, you know what? That's an unserved constituency. Yeah. We need to get out. We need to get out there and go to those ballparks. So because of my professional life on the air and maintaining relationships with league presidents, owner operators of ball clubs, I thought, well, 
let's see if we can go to these ball clubs and have information tables. So we started in uh, we started in 2007. And that year we had 66 teams out of the box. We eventually were doing about 125 teams um, during the course of a season. Over a period of 13 seasons prior to COVID, we were in 1,200 ballparks, as you mentioned. Um, And on days like Father's Day, where there is a particular focus on prostate cancer, we had one Father's Day, Tommy, where we were in 22 ballparks that day, uh, starting uh, east to west in Batavia, New York, and going all the way to the California League with the Visalia Ball Club in uh, in the Central Valley in California. And uh, that means getting 22 sets of volunteers yeah. that have committed to show up and, and hand out your stuff. Well, now since COVID, uh, you can't do that anymore. So now we will have a number of teams running our PSA, our 32nd PSA, which features our chairman of the board, Steve Garvey, and uh, also Bob Kendrick, who is the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. It's the 32nd message that we want teams to run every single night uh, during the game, telling men simply, go to the doctors, save your life, and keep your family together. No empty seats on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, this isn't something, gang, that and we learned about this in the first segment of the show here. This isn't something that you're going to have symptoms of, right? Maybe down the road, but then it's kind of late, right? So, but Well, Tommy, if you've got symptoms from prostate cancer, you're probably at stage four and uh, the clock is ticking. Right. uh, Because that means that the cancer has left the sack and has traveled into your bones and it is a very painful, horrible death. If you have symptoms from prostate cancer, uh, then the alarm bells have gone off and it's really difficult to save your life. This is why we preach early detection. Yeah, so just the statistics. I, I want to go back to some of the stuff you shared with me the other night when, when I ran into you. Again, I'm a Met fan. Let's go, Mets. I did get invited to the Yankee game the other night, and I knew my my new friend Ed Randall was going to be there. So I, I found him out. I, I looked for the press box, and it was funny. Like I, He did not let me into the press box. He, that's not, that's, I'm sure that's against the rules, but he came out and said hello. But I want to say, I was talking to security. I'm like, where's the press box? And they're like, well, you can't go to the press box. I go, I'm not going in the press box. Where is just where is the press box? You know, all due respect, where is it? So one guy goes, it's over there, but you're not supposed to go there. And it's like, there was just a sign. It said press box is here. It wasn't like a thing. So Ed came out and saw me and, and handed out, I'll show you some of the, some of the materials that I keep referring to. But, you know, prostate cancer is more likely to develop in older men, more likely, however, that doesn't mean at 47 or 45 or 40 that you can't get this thing. So go get the, it's a, it's a simple blood test, Ed, right? That's what you told me, right? right? Simple right. blood. Uh, I'm going to, you know what, when I go get my blood test, I'll make a whole big deal on social media just to point out to the fact that it's, and I'll be like, look, I got a bandaid, you know, no big deal guys get, get the test because you know, your family needs you around more likely to develop in older men and more likely to develop in black men about, Six cases in 10 are diagnosed in men age 65 or older. That leaves four that are not. That means those are younger than 65. Um, 
It is rare in men under 40. However, rare does not mean never. Rare means rare. So get tested. The average age of diagnosis is 66. It's currently 66. So we've talked about it like a whole bunch. Go out and get tested. And let's just give a shout out. The website, again, fansforthecure.org, O-R-G, fansforthecure.org. Org. Tell me a little bit so about more, if we could, Ed, about some of the relationships. And and again, you said because of COVID, that's changed. But I'm wondering, you know, we're through COVID now. You know, as we as you and I talk, it's it's June of 23. Um, do you see getting that outreach again in the ballparks around the country, or do you feel like the PSA and this public service announcement PSA? So it's sort of like we should play with this if you don't write. It's a PSA, PSA for PSAs about a PSA have you done that already that's a that's my dad joke yeah. you know my wife yeah. got me this, this coffee mug and it says here ask me about my dad jokes and uh, I got plenty of them so your PSA about PSA but um do you expect that you'll get back into the ballparks and do it that way or what are your thoughts there no we're gonna Tommy we're gonna uh, we're gonna go with the PSA uh on the scoreboard uh on the video board uh because I think people are a little bit skittish post covid to be handed anything uh but human contact is not what it was prior to 2019. i do want to take a moment though to tell you about how steve garvey uh the great los angeles dodger uh became part of fans for the cure um i was uh, i was coming home from uh uh from mass one day uh one sunday and uh I uh, was uh, arrived home and my phone answer machine was blinking and uh, I, I hit the button. I edited Steve Garvey and uh, immediately I was uh, freaking out because I thought, oh, my God, Steve Garvey's got my home number. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Well, I had interviewed uh, Steve through the years. We, we knew each other, but I mean, they were just. Uh, quick interviews in the locker room, that sort of thing. Hey, but, but he apparently knew who I was. He, so he leaves a message. He goes, uh, Ed, it's Steve Garvey. I just want you to know I've just come out of UCLA Medical where I was just operated on for prostate cancer. My father, he says, has prostate cancer, had had prostate cancer. Editorial note, uh, if uh, if it runs in the family, uh, it doubles your chances that uh, of getting of being diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I wanted to know. I just came out of UCLA Medical Center. Uh, I was just operated on for prostate cancer. My father had prostate cancer, and then he said these words: "I am ready to become a foot soldier in your army." Wow! So we spoke uh, a number of times over that summer, and uh, he said he would be the chairman of our board, and he remains the chairman of our board. He is. Uh, on the cusp uh, of perhaps being elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame based on his great career. He's also the National League record holder. He's the Cal Ripken of the National League with 1,207 consecutive games. And uh, he's done a lot in his life and uh, philanthropy is a very important part of it. I love that. And, and you know, uh, thank you, Steve Garvey, certainly for your leadership, you know, and congratulations on a, an incredible career. And, you know, I, it's so, not that it's so, someone's responsibility, but I feel it's so important when those who have the reach, yourself at the same way, that have the platform. You know, I was, I was texting with you the other night and we were joking and I go, yeah, but Ed, you're a celebrity. 
and it's kind of life, right? Like, I think you are a celebrity and Steve Garvey, you're excited that Steve Garvey left you a message at home. And I think it's all funny because we're all just people. However, I think when you have that network and that reach and those relationships and you can have somebody like you say, Steve, to say, I'm ready to be a soldier in your army. I'm ready to be, you kind of, kind of pick up the journey and walk with you and make this happen. Well, then that's just what it is. Because what are we talking about? Gang, again, it's Men's Health Awareness Month. And we're saying that this is something that is treatable. You don't have, this is not a death sentence if you get prostate cancer, but you have to catch it. So, so I think Steve Garvey going out there and your other folks getting out there telling these stories, Ed, it means that people are going to wake up and do this, right? It doesn't mean everybody's going to listen, right? But it's certainly, you know, it depends who it comes from that people listen more. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, hey, you know, and I, I told uh, Garvey, I, I ran it past him and I said, you know, I'm thinking this is something a few years ago. I said, I'm thinking about going to spring training. Um, I I was in Vancouver uh, broadcasting for Oakland's AAA uh, and I became friends with one of our outfielders uh, who never did make it to the major leagues, but he did spend 35 years as the minor league director, the farm director for the Oakland A's. And having been in the minor leagues already during the season with all of these tables, uh, at least 100 uh, clubs at a time yeah, each season. And I, I, so I talked to Keith and I said, uh, Keith Lippin, and I said, you know, Lipper, I'm thinking of going, coming to, can I come to spring training and talk to your team about prostate cancer? And he said, yeah, but he, then he said, well, why can't he talk to all the teams? And I was like, wow, you think I could do that? And he, so it was because of Keith Lippman that I started with the Oakland A's camp in uh, Arizona. And I, I did this for five seasons, five spring trainings, first with clubs in Arizona and then in Florida. And the wonderful thing about Arizona is that there were 15 teams within a 45-minute radius of Phoenix and you can stay in one hotel room the whole time, unlike in Florida. Yeah. So I was doing multiple teams. Uh, and the other great thing about Arizona is that there are shared complexes. Okay. The uh, the White Sox are with the Dodgers. Uh, the Reds are with the uh, what were once called the Indians. Uh, the the Mariners are with the Padres. That kind of thing. So yeah. you could kill two birds with one stone. So here I am going into these camps where everybody allows me 10 to 15 minutes to talk about prostate cancer. And I tell these, I, I tell these kids, look, you guys are masters of the universe and, and you think you're never going to get sick and please God know. And I'm telling you that by the time you become the target group for prostate cancer in your forties, uh, that we will have found a cure for prostate cancer, and it won't be an issue. However, until that time, I want you to tell the men in your family that they are loved, and they are wanted, and they are needed, and they are cherished, and they have a responsibility to go to the doctors and get a simple PSA blood test to save their lives like it saved my life. And let me tell you something. I'm the only CEO you're ever going to meet who hopes to go out of business. 100%. Love I that. hope by the time, I said, I hope by the time you guys get off the field today, there's a cure for prostate cancer, in which case I'm done. 
Mm-hmm. Until that time, I will be the car alarm you cannot turn off to tell <laughs> the men in your family that they need to go to the doctors because we don't want any empty chairs on Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of the other holidays that you could name. So I did that for five years and uh, it was just wonderful. And now I see guys in the major leagues uh, who I talked to when they were minor leaguers, uh, one of whom is Aaron Judge. Uh, Another is Nick Castellanos in Philadelphia now with the Phillies. Uh, And it's just wonderful. And they remember they remember my message and it's very gratifying. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, you know, through that work, you have saved lives by the work you do, straight up, you have, like, there's no, and you, maybe, you you know, that's, that's why you're doing the work, right? And and you're probably saying to me, Tommy, I'm doing that because it's the mission and the whole thing, but men are still alive because of this work that you've done. That's just real, because if it is such a thing that you can get the test and you can be aware of it, and then now you know what to do and you know the right procedure, I mean, I just, I, for you got my head spinning with all this. I mean, I see you out in Arizona now and I'm wondering, are you, how much golf did you play when you were there? You know, it's, you're doing these 15, 20 minute meetings. So you, do you get out to play? Are you a golfer, by the way, Ed? No, I'm not old enough. <laughs> then I'm in trouble. And the thing about, and the thing about golf, Tommy, here's the thing about golf. In your life, in your life, did you ever take a bat and ball and go out alone and hit the ball? No, you had somebody out there to catch the ball, correct? Yes. Or yes. chase it down. You hit fungos, right? Yes, sure. Well, uh, that's the way it's been in my life. So it doesn't make any sense to me that I got to hit the ball and then I got to go yeah. get the ball. You got to go get it. And so, then I got to go get it again and then I got to hit it. No. Couple words for you, Mr. Randall. Here's here's one. Um, country club and caddy. Because if you get a caddy, it's a different story. And I don't mean a Cadillac, everybody. We got to split for a quick break. We come back. But the other thing, it, 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 I know you got to go to a break. But here's the other thing very quickly. Um, you got to work at it. Otherwise, it's torture. Correct? It, yeah. Listen, here's the thing about it. I, we could talk about golf. I am not very good at golf. I, I enjoy going out. But I, I, in my 20s and early 30s, I would get angry about how bad I sucked at the game. But realizing how little I play now, six times a season, I don't get mad at myself anymore. I'm like, if I if I put in the time, maybe I could be angry about it. But now I'm just like, you know, I hit a good one. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. I didn't practice or anything. I hit a good one. That's a good thing. I want to talk to you I'll about. I'll make you a deal. I'll uh, I'll go out with you. All right. I'll go out with you on the golf course. Uh, uh, I'm a great driver. Okay, and that's me, what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive the cart. Okay, the cart. I knew that was coming, okay. man. Oh man, I got to get you one of these coffee mugs. That dad joked with that with that line. I knew that one. I saw that one coming as soon as you said it. We're going to take a quick break. Ed Randall, Tommy D, fans for the cure. We'll be right back. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D., the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. The one and only nonprofit sector connector, and I guess that's when you get give yourself a nickname. You know, you get to just be the one and only. And all I'm about is amplifying the message for nonprofits, helping them tell their story, helping them get the word out, helping people understand that by getting involved with nonprofits, you can really make a change. You can be part of the change. You can change the world. And that's what philanthropy and focus is for me. That's what my mission is. That's what my journey is to continue to just let everybody know what nonprofit organizations are doing. I want to get into some other conversations with my new friend, Ed Randall. Fans for the Cures the Organization it is Men's Health Month, Men's Health Awareness Month. Shout out to my partners at Vanguard Benefits because there's been a lot of stuff we put out each month. So go to vanguardbenefitsuyou.com if you want to check it out. But there's been a lot that we've put out around men's health this month. So follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Facebook, Vanguard Benefits, and you'll see a lot of that stuff that we're putting out there. So and I want to get into some stuff that like what I was when I was talking to my business partner, Ed Probst, when he had met you and I was like enamored. And I'm like, dude, he's a celebrity. I want to get on my show. Do you think he'll do my show? I'm so excited. And the whole thing, because I get again, I was I, I you're a guy who's on the radio. And I was like, you know, I, I got to get this guy. It'd be great if he said yes. Ed Probst told me when he met with you uh, that there's this campaign that you have. And I'm looking at it on your website, gang. The website's fansforthecure.org, org, fansforthecure.org. This campaign about having a catch. You compared it to something that was really, I was going to say hot a few years ago, but it was really cold a few years ago. There was something with the, with the, for, for ALS, the ice bucket challenge, right? There was that, that's, you sort of compared the catch to, to that. Tell us about what, what I'm really not doing a great job of explaining. Can you please explain it, sir? Uh, our latest initiative, our newest initiative, Tommy, and I really appreciate the opportunity to speak about it, is called Catch for the Cure. Uh, we've all had catches in our lives at some point, and it evokes such memories of childhood and happiness, having a catch with your dad who may have uh, introduced the game of baseball to you um, and now with the reintroduction of Field of Dreams and Major League Baseball playing a game up in Iowa uh, the last couple of years, they're not doing it this year, but they, they've done it in the past, as we know, starting with the Yankees and the White Sox. Um, we thought th this could be really something that captures the imagination of everybody, not just, uh, not just men, uh, but everybody. 
So we're asking uh, people to have catches, have a catch with a loved one, uh, with a former teammate, uh, with anybody. Have a catch. If you'd like, put it on your cell phone and send it to us at uh, fansforthecure.org slash catch. And um, if you were running in a 5K or a 10K, you would get people to support your run. Well, we're looking for people to support your catch. Uh, we would love that. And, of course, pass the word on to everybody that you possibly can uh, to have a catch on behalf of Fans for the Cure. All of the proceeds will go to our education programs uh, that will allow us to do more free screenings and speak to more people about how prostate cancer can be avoided by a simple blood test. And uh, you, you, you referenced uh, the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. Uh, here you don't have to get wet. <laughs> here you don't have to run a 5K or a 10K and be exhausted. Here you can just simply have a catch. And if we are one one hundredth as successful, and we think it's going to be a whole lot more than that, because we're going to do this all the time. uh, If we're one one hundredth as successful as the ice bucket challenge, we're going to be jumping around like a bunch of hyenas. And I think you can say hyenas still and not offend anybody. I think you still can. I don't think that's offensive to say the word hyena. Um, So we'll, we'll just, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. No flag on the play, you know? So I, Catch for the cure. I have uh, four children of my own, and you know I certainly have catches with them. They all play different levels of baseball and softball. So, so it's uh it's a pretty uh it seems like a, a no brainer to get involved and do this type of thing. I see from a social media perspective that this could be a home run, pun intended. Uh, but I think it really could be, and I want to find out what. You know, what do you, from a social media perspective, what do you think? You know, because I'm going to just, I, I say this is an Instagram thing. You get a catch going, you have, you know, you take a 30 second clip of that and you get it out there and you tag some other people. I remember that was a big thing too, Ed, from my memory, uh, you know, with the, the ice bucket thing was it was like, all right, you're going to do it. And now you're going to challenge me to do it. And then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to challenge Ed Probst to do it. So it had that sort of, that was part of, I think, of the viral piece was that it was now I'm going to challenge you now like you know it was like now go do it Ed you know and that becomes the push a little bit so have you kind of like you have like a social media team in-house for the organization or is like how do you think that's going to go yeah yeah but we're we're, social media is going to be a very large component of this Uh, we have an offer from the Cedar Rapids Colonels okay the Midwest League uh, they're looking to put 600 people on the field after a Sunday game in early July, and uh, boy, that's gonna—that's really gonna look good on camera. Where is so it? Where, Cedar, Cedar Rap- Rapids. The Cedar Rapids Colonels, K E R N E L S, because oh, because uh, of course Iowa is the home of corn, yep. and so the Cedar Rapids Colonels are going to have a uh, an event for us after a day game in early July. And they expect that there's going to be 600 people on the field having catches with loved ones. Oh, that's awesome. What a great thing that is. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm so blessed and lucky to have uh, numerous relationships in the game from my time on the air. And uh, I've spoken to various managers, coaches uh, about this. And they're like, we're in. Just give us the instructions. So we're just trying to keep it, Tommy, as simple as possible. Pick a partnered to have a catch with 
If you'd like to put it on your cell phone, you'll send it to to info at fansforthecure.org, info at fansforthecure.org. Um, and you will get people to support your catch financially. And again, whatever proceeds we are able to derive from this will go to helping expand our programs of prostate cancer awareness and education. Uh, We think this is going to be huge, but we're trying to keep it as simple as we can for people to to come to us at Fans for the Cure. It's fansforthecure.org slash catch. We will set up a page for you. Uh, we'll take care of that. If yeah. you just want to donate to Fans for the Cure, it's fansforthecure.org slash donate. So we are we just can't wait for this to, uh, to to take place. I think I just made a decision while you were talking. I just made a decision because you said you'll set up a page. I want to figure out a way where I could just, certainly I'm going to have a catch with my children and my friends and whatnot. But I want to figure out, like I want to challenge Tom Gretsch my buddy over at the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, the CEO of the Queen's Chamber. And I want Tom Gretsch, I want you to have a catch with Uncle Steve Cohen at City Field one day. Can we make that happen? And like push it, like push it to the limit, you know, and get that kind of stuff going on it because I think that'll be the fun of it. But I want to see if I could put a number out there where I can have like a hundred catches like over the summer with people. And if there's a page and there's people who want to support that and who's Tommy D going to have a catch with now, that would be kind of a fun thing. And I'm going to add, and I'm going to add to this. Um, I am making myself available to have catches. I love. I that. have in the trunk of my car. Uh, I always carry for years. I've got gloves. Yep. I've got baseballs. I've got bats, and I will go to whomever wants to have a catch with me. And I'm happy that. to tell you that I am well rested. <laughs> my arm is fine. Uh, I was voted one of the, a lot of people don't know this, Tommy. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag right here. I was voted one of the top 1,000 pitchers in Fordham University history. Go Rams! And thank you. Uh, so uh, there's that. I am the holder in perpetuity of the University Heights Little League record for strikeouts in a seven-inning game. Wow. Pitching for the Holy Family Club one Saturday morning, I struck out. 16 batters in a seven inning game. How old were and you? This was, I was 14. Okay. And uh, I was 14, and that record will be in perpetuity because the University Heights Little League no longer exists. So when I'm interviewing uh, Dave Winfield or Willie Randolph or Ron Guidry or Mike Piazza, whomever, I tell them, you know, this is great. Winfield, Piazza, you're in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, good for you. But only one of us here is the holder in perpetuity of the University Heights Little League record for strikeouts in a seven-inning game. And I remind people that that's for pitching, not for hitting. So uh, I'm bringing my my considerable uh, baseball card, mine, uh, to whomever would like to have a catch with Ed Randall. And and, then I also want to get this in. I'm the only person in America when I was on WFAN and currently on Sirius XM radio, I'm the only person in America who stops a show every single week to talk about prostate cancer and the importance of going to the doctor. Because by and large, that audience that's listening to me, my loyal listeners are in the demographic for uh, prostate cancer. So on this Saturday's show, uh, I will... In the last break, 
I will take 90 seconds to talk about the importance of prostate cancer because we want to keep families together. I love it. What, what, um, so where can they listen to you now? So just get, get that in. And then I have a question about stay in the game too, but give, where can they listen to you now on? Sure. I'm on Sirius XM radio, uh, hosting a uh, baseball nostalgia show called remember when, Mm. and the show airs Saturday mornings, eight to 10 AM Eastern time on the MLB network radio channel 89. All right, good. And gang, look, we'll share that on, um, you know, on my Instagram, TommyD.NYC, so you can connect with Ed. And and is that a, when you do stuff like that on Sirius, are you able to take calls? Is that a call-in show? Or is no, that- we don't. No, we don't take we don't take calls. Uh, it's just an inter- it's an interview show, and I we bring back people from the past who you don't hear anymore. Yeah. Uh, in the last in the recent weeks, we've had Goose Gossage, we've had Tommy John, we've had Jim Cott. I'll have Roy White on this show because he's just written a new book. And in fact, the charity is having an event for Roy White this coming Wednesday in Manhattan, uh, a book signing party for him. So uh, that's it's it's an it's an interview show, which I share with Kevin Kennedy, the former manager of the Texas Rangers and Boston Red Sox. He's my co-host. All right, let's split. We got one short segment when we come back. I want you to call out that event again. I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, how people can plug into your Stay in the Game podcast, if that's something that's still going on currently, and the future of the organization, how we can help and, and about the catch. So we're going to have a short segment when we come back. This is Philanthropy and Focus, and then we'll we'll take it to a close. Ed Randall and Tommy D, right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. 
Ed Randall, we don't know each other all that well, so you probably don't know what I wanted to be when I grow up or grew up, or if I ever grow up, I want to be a game show host. So this is the lightning round. We're running out of time. This is the <laughs> lightning round. You remember the lightning round? I always wanted to be. Yes. This is the lightning round. They're running out of time, and then, and then the judge would go, beep, 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 and they go, oh, my God, we're running out of time. All right, so we're running out of time. One in eight men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. This is treatable, Okay. There are expected to be 268,490 new cases of prostate cancer in the U.S. this year and 34,500 deaths from this disease, which if you got the PSA, you could have known about this and you could have addressed what was going on and the cause and, and the symptoms and, and the disease. You could just you could make a change. And I want you in this lightning round. Tell me about you started to talk about a book signing or something. And then I want to hear about the podcast. Stay in the game. Uh, we're hosting a, a book signing for Roy White, the great New York Yankees, just written a book from Compton to the Bronx. And we're going to uh, be having that uh, in Manhattan at the uh, Capitol Grill on Wednesday evening on East 42nd Street. Uh, the podcast is also an outgrowth of uh, COVID, Tommy, uh, because when COVID hit, we had a whiteboard full of events yeah. uh, going especially to black churches. Uh, where the incidence of prostate cancer in the African-American community is two to three times higher than it is in the white community. It's one for eight, one of eight white guys, it's one of six African-Americans. And so uh, COVID hits and we're like, what are we going to do? We're told we have to shelter in place. What are we going to do? So that's why we started the podcasts for men on Thursday nights uh, for an hour, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time, started for the women Tuesday nights, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and the podcast, which uh, without the use of any public relations firm or uh, any outside publicity, this podcast called Stay in the Game, which features doctors, researchers, prostate cancer, survivors, uh, all, all manner of people that are connected to prostate cancer, is rated number one uh, by this rating service. And we're just flabbergasted that it is so popular so it's uh they can go to fansforthecure.org and they can uh, dial up any of our podcasts which we have been very well received and we're so gratified about that i love it i mean listen because it's about education right people are hungry to get educated and you know just uh, you know you mentioned uh, getting out to the churches, I, I just think in terms of getting out to the community centers, I think in getting in term in, in connection with, I mean, I have handfuls of other nonprofit organizations that I think you would benefit from knowing them and they would benefit from knowing you and the organization. You know, certainly I, I actually, uh, I recently stepped down from the board of directors for an organization called the Health and Business Alliance. Shout out to my friend, Bert Lurch, who's the president there. Uh, Bert's a client, a friend, he owns a company called ECM Medical Management. And uh, they do revenue cycle management for uh, for healthcare for doctors. They would be a great hookup for you. I think it'd be a great educational thing for us to partner up with the Health and Business Alliance and Burt's company, just to get the word out because it's all about education. Um, and Tommy, you know, we're always on the outlook. We're always on the lookout for sponsors, and yeah. we think that the work that we're doing uh, would be very attractive to uh, uh, a multitude of businesses. Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, I think from a marketing perspective, I talk a lot about things being on brand. So that's why, like, where is this most fit? You know, sure, you'll take we, we all as nonprofits will take dollars from from businesses, you know, but where is that partnership? And I talk a lot, especially to my friend Ken Serini, founder of the New York City and the Long Island Imagine Awards, talk in terms of the partnership between for profit and not for profit organizations. 
where it's like, what is the most likely target? I mean, we we own an employee benefits agency, right? We're constantly talking to employers. This is an educational piece. This this conversation you and I had, and certainly what's going to the the ripple effect from this conversation, because I'm going to have a catch with you, Ed Randall, no matter what. And I got I got I got two sons and two daughters, and I know the boys are going to want to have a catch with you. So that's three catches. But I just I don't know who gets credit for those catches. You do, I do. We'll have to figure it out, right? But the thing about it is, I think you know it's about that education piece and it's about bringing those, those different brands together. So we own a benefits agency. It certainly makes sense for us to partner with an organization like yours. You know, the health and business Alliance certainly makes sense. So gang, if you want to support the organization, and I think you should fans for the cure.org, that is the website. If you also um, are looking for how do I, I need a support group. I don't know what to do. I I've just gotten a diagnosis or my husband or my partner has just gotten a diagnosis what do we do? All those resources are on the website. Everything's right there, Ed, right? And they can reach right. out and and uh, there's events and there's news and there's the podcast and there's really so much there. Anything else you really want to sort of leave out there for, for folks to to be aware of, to, to, you know, to follow? Tell us that stuff, Ed. Uh, I just, uh, uh, Tommy, just for men to uh, take possession of their health. Uh, so many men will go, I feel fine. Well, just because you feel fine doesn't mean you are fine. And I am a, a living testament to that because I felt fine. Yeah. And then I went to the doctors for routine annual physical and I was told I had cancer. Yeah. So we want to keep families together. We can't emphasize enough the importance of early detection where there is a 99% cure rate of prostate cancer is detected early. 33,000 men are going to die of prostate cancer in this 2023 calendar year they don't um, have to they don't have to and they don't have to right if they completely avoidable completely avoidable and we are here and if you need and this is very important if you need a doctor if you need a hospital we have 35 of the greatest urologists in this country uh, on our medical advisory board and if you are if you are hearing Tommy and me uh, in California or in Mississippi, uh, we've got somebody who can help you. Uh, and that's very important that we are able to do that and provide that service. And as far as I'm concerned, um, you can be in contact with me all the time. I'm like a 7-Eleven. We never close. I, Even I if it's just to provide an empathetic ear to what you're going through or, or what you have gone through. We want to be able to, Fans for the Cure wants to be with men and their families throughout their entire cancer journey. And and you know what? He wants to go out of business, gang. Remember that. He wants to go out right. of business. But right now, there's an absolute need for what Ed and his team are doing. So you must go check out Fans for the Cure. I will be going out and getting a PSA within the next seven days, just so I can show you that this is where it's all about. Again, it, it has to be done. It's a requirement. I'm going to tell all my friends, tell your friends. I'm going to tell all my friends that they need to go out and get this done. Ed Randall, I appreciate you. I appreciate this new friendship that we have. I look forward to our catch and many catches. And I would say this too, you know what? The universe brought us together, all right? I believe in that wholeheartedly. And, I, you know, as I'm saying to my business partner, Ed Probst, I want to get a guest for this uh, for, for this particular month of June. He, we were talking about it on like a, a Monday. And on Thursday, he met you. And then the whole thing happens. And that's how, gang, if you want to do something, if you want to change the world, 
do me a favor, do yourself a favor, just go do the freaking thing. Do the thing, change the world. The show's philanthropy and focus. Your boy, the nonprofit sector connector. Ed Randall was here. Fans for the cure.org. Make it a great day. Make it a great weekend. I'll see you guys all. Check me out, TommyD.nyc. Anywhere, you know, Instagram, TikTok, even, whatever. Have a great day, gang. See you next week. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.